Yeah, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, TGIM, thank God it's Monday, welcome to another episode of The Yo Show. Yo. Yo. Jeff the Shark Carini. Jewel Nachos Belgrande Tatey. Oh my God, here with you stop on it. <laughs> here with you on a fantastic Monday, now I'm going to call you something different every time so something sticks. Here for another great Monday night episode of The Yo Show, as you know, coming from Philly, bringing you the world. We're doing that again tonight. we got great talent from all over the country here. Um, let's start off real quick by thanking our guest from last Wednesday, because it was so great. I've listened to this episode over and over, and I love her, and she's fantastic. Stacey K. Woo-hoo! Here Wednesday night. Oh, yeah, so good. I've been listening to her music and listening to her. Stacey K., thank you so much. That was Wednesday night. Jewel, were you blown away? I know you're a little fan geeked. I know you got a little stuttery. You're nervous. Like, I suck because, like, you're all, you're like a Stacey K. groupie. I was. I'm her, like, biggest fan, and I did geek out. I don't think I could listen to that episode back. (laughs) But (laughs) she said we're BFFs. Um, I think she liked our compliments and everything, so she was super cool about it. And, yeah, I hope to see her in February. Yeah, we'd like to see her in February. That's great. Uh, when I guess what I've learned through the years, when a man has the um, fortitude, if you will, to talk about a woman's style, I guess that's a big deal. She freaked out because I asked her about her style. She, thought that was she totally freaked out. I mean, she freaked, freaked out. Well, you know, that's what makes us the hostesses with the mostesses because we're on top of that kind of stuff. We, so. just, you know, we shoot straight. Like, I don't know, like, when they were 16 years old, I don't know the first agent that tried to offer them a contract. I don't want to know that. I want to put their clothes on. I want to know who dresses them and, and who inspires them and stuff like that. I need to know the good stuff, the inside, the skinny, the scoop. And it's amazing when they do it themselves. I know. She's like, I do them. And then the makeup. When you said makeup, she's like, oh, my God, I do that myself. <laughs> of course. It sounds sexier coming out of her mouth than mine. Sounds like I'm choking yeah. on a hot dog. Or <laughs> like, for real, if yeah. someone compliments me on my makeup, I'm, like, super excited, too. So, I understand. Not really. One time I complimented on your hair, and you're, like, give me, like, the hairy eyeball. You're, like, eh. <laughs> Well, if it looks like crap, and I know it, I'm going to say something about it. I, you know, I, I should have straight. But we've become so, like, brother and sister-like. From doing this show, yeah, like if I yeah, you're like shut the hell up, douchebag. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. So tonight we got a double whammy: two outstanding guests, singers. One used to be an actor, and is now a singer. Brian Faldudo will join us around eight thirty. Oh yeah, he was uh got a start on in the movie School of Rock with Jack Black. So now cool. he's a singer. Very talented young man, and then later on, oh, so am I. I'm very excited for that. And then later on, it's like British month here. Mark Kingswood. Wow. Very exciting. Great singer. This guy's got like 40,000 followers on like Instagram. He's like a big deal. No, he's or on Facebook. a very huge deal. Huge, right, deal. huge deal. And Thousands of followers. He's big time. He's Which making time for us. His debut album, his debut album just came out, so he's really going off strong. <laughs> Very good, well done. Because that's oh, the, name of the debut. Album. I didn't even catch it. That's how like 
Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. And, uh, and check it out because we got um, one, two, three, four, five. Five songs tonight from our, uh, our guest, three from Brian, and then uh, after that, we'll get some of Mark's on. We'll, we'll figure it out. We always figure it out. Oh, yes, we do. Here on the Joe, Sorry, I'm like hyperventilating. <laughs> I can't <laughs> breathe. That's so nervous. Jewel Tady, uh, tonight I am drinking uh, from the company Decadent. It's strawberry French toast double IPA with maple syrup. It's fantastic. <sighs> well, that's it just does not sound good. <laughs> it's fantastic. I want to steer you wrong, especially when it comes to beer. I am a beer connoisseur, as they say in France. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I don't know. That sounds way I, too sweet. Can I talk about the French, or are we in bad tidings with the French? I, I lose track. I lose track I don't know. Politics. Maybe just leave it out right now, <laughs> please. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, we don't talk politics here. France. Talk French about the Let's talk about beer. Let's talk about decadence. Hey, guys and girls, let's talk about decadence strawberry French toast double IPA. Are you in the mood for a good beer but like a little bit of sweet taste? Then check out decadence strawberry French toast double IPA today. Available in cans at beer stores near you. Hey, I'm like ready for this pitch stuff. Good job. No, I'm not. I was terrible. Well, you know, we're ready so, for some advertisers. <laughs> Basically, it's just me begging. Somebody please let yeah. me advertise the product. I can do it for free at this point. <laughs> Sick of it. No, seriously. Uh, top five list. And tonight's show is pretty much brought to you by the creative mind of Jewel Tady. So if it sucks, you know why. Hey. <laughs> I, you know, the, just the looks you shoot me are priceless. That's worth the price of admission right there. It's almost worth picking on Jewel just for the angry looks. Top five list tonight is a good one. We have two male singers on, so Jewel said, let's look at our top five favorite singers of all time. Well, I said, genre? And she's like, no, top five favorite singers of all time. That's pretty broad. Oh, I thought we were doing male singers. I'm sorry, ma'am. Correct. See? Oh. See, today again. <laughs> top five okay. male singers. Because I would have said mine, and everybody would have like, you sexist ass. So there's not one female on the whole list. Top five favorite male singers of all time. I will start. I always make sure a little more comfortable when I start out. And uh, I got a tie at number five. What a shocker! And um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't stray too far from the genre. It's all pretty much the same style of music. Number five, a tie. Mike Love from the Beach Boys. Uh, I know Mike's kind of a jerk, and that's the rumor you hear about him. But he had a great voice back then. He was kind of the the driving pattern. Even Brian Wilson, the writing genius that he was, always knew he needed Mike with the voice and the lyrics to kind of save the day. So Mike loves to tie for number five. Uh, he's tied with a gentleman whose daughter was the guest of ours uh, a little while back. It's uh, Jeff Tate, formerly of Queensryche. His daughter Emily was the guest of ours. Jeff's voice is amazing. The guy, you know, his voice is fantastic. One of the greatest singers natural singers and rock singers of my generation. It's very great. So tie for the five. Number four, ACDC's Brian Johnson. You know, when Bon Scott passed away, everybody thought ACDC was finished. They go and get a guy who sounds like Bon, but with a lot more rats. His voice is so unique and hard and powerful. Had to put him on there. And, you know, there's actually a tie for number four, too. 
That's right. I got double ties tonight because I'm thinking of Brian Johnson, ACDC. Also got to put in there Axel Root, Guns N' Roses, one of my favorite bands of all time. I could have come up with a thousand names, but it wasn't top 1,000. So I got to go with a couple ties and I'll stop there. Axel and Brian Johnson tied. And number four, number three. Now this, we're talking all the time, and this kid already made his way to the top of my list. That's how much I love this band. That's how much I love this guy's voice. Young man by the name of Josh Kiska from Greta Von Fleet. Everybody's always Robert Plant. Mm-hmm. He might be better than Robert Plant. That voice is yeah, awesome. Something. He is mm-hmm. incredible. I love number three. Love Greta Von Fleet. New album is out. Probably going to be going back on tour. I'll definitely see it again. Number two, saw the movie. You know the story. You know I love this guy and the way he brings his stage presence. Mr. Freddie Mercury at number two. Definitely one of a kind. Definitely one of the greatest voices you ever hear, and definitely one of the greatest stage presence of all time. And number one, of course, everybody knows by now from listening to the Stoop and the Yo Show. Everybody knows my favorite band. My favorite band is Led Zeppelin. So who's number one? Mr. Robert Plant. That's right. Top five singers of all time, Mr. Robert Plant. Exactly the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven singers. But I made it work. And that is my top five. And I'm going to shoot it right on over to Jewel Tate for her top five yeah. favorite male singers. You cheated. <laughs> you had it like. So many extra. It's fine though. <laughs> it's fine. I didn't seem like. I mean, I could have kept going. It's not problem. I know. No, that was a great list though. I am impressed. Okay. Thank you. Number five. Um, I came across this guy later in life, and well, if he just does not have the voice of an angel, I mean, it is just flawless in every way. I so wish I could see him live, but it's Rufus Wainwright. <sighs> Everything he he sings is just. Amazing. He did a cover of um, Across the Universe, and it's probably like one of the top covers of that. Uh, check it out. A young Dakota Fanning was in the video. Um, number four, one of our guests tonight actually performed with him, uh, Robin Thicke, a Canadian. Robin Thicke. Well, I mean, I love, this is the R&B side of my list, but if he does not have a great R&B voice, like, I would put up against Justin Timberlake. I just love Robin Thicke. I have a sad story about him, but I'll probably save it for Mark later. Um, number three, Garrett Bournes. Well, I mean, when I first heard him, I actually, and I introduced him to people, like, we, we thought he was female, to be honest. His voice, his range is just so ridiculous. To see him live was unbelievable. I'm so glad I got the chance to do it. He just had an album he threw Lana Del Rey all in it, so that just made me even more happy. Gotta love Garrett Bournes. <sighs> Number two, not the best vocalist when he started, but as he continued later in life, man, his voice got so gritty and so deep and powerful, and I'm going to say it. I don't know if you're going to like it, but it's Bruce Springsteen. No, of course it is. But on his later albums, like, his voice really grew, and I give him props for that. And I love him, and he's probably my number one artist of all time. Um, And number one, the only one who could tap the boss in my book is the dearly departed Mr. John Denver, my first concert ever. The voice, like, the heavens opened up and just gave you God's graces and nature was there and all the plants and animals were swaying along and there were flutes playing and trombones and I mean what a voice. Wow. I love Mr. John Denver. And the curveball. And you're saying like better than the boss, the one and only. I'm thinking like Michael Jackson, Prince, 
No. John Denver. Well, voice is right. It's like, no, his voice is just unparalleled. Trust me, I looked at the list. We're talking about how I put out too many people. I left out George Michael. I left out Michael Jackson, Prince. Yeah. I could have went on and on and on and on. Michael Jackson? Like, I, I think of, Michael Jackson has the best voice, though. Like, come on. Yeah, he's a good singer, though. Very good singer. But I kept it mostly rock. So that's it. That's our list tonight. Uh, two totally different ends of the spectrum. We didn't even come close to tying each other on that one. Uh, nope. I will rehash my top 70, and then we'll do Jules. Uh, <laughs> Tie number five, uh, Jeff Tate and Mike Love of the Beach Boys is number five. Number four is Ty Bryant and Johnson of ACDC and Mr. Axel Rose from, of course, Guns N' Roses. Number three, Greta Von Fleet, Josh Kiska. I love that kid. Number two, Freddie Mercury. And number one, Mr. Robert Plant. Jewel comes back. Number five, Rufus Wainwright. Number four, Da-da-da, Robin Thicke. Number three, Garrett Bourne. Number two, The Boss, Mr. Bruce Springsteen. And number one, John Denver. Great list. Excellent stuff. Love it. Love it. Love it. You know, I was so upset love because it. my cousin got to see Bruce on Broadway this past weekend, and I'm insanely jealous. Jesse, Jessica. Jessica. No, it's my choice. We all grew up on the boss. Well, I'm not related to that family. Anyway, <laughs> from our favorite men that can sing to our guest tonight that can sing, it's music time, folks, what we do here on the Yo Show. We get guests on and we play their music that they send us, and they always send us great selections. We're going to start out with some Brian Faldudo tonight. And the first song is called One More, Mateo. Mateo's in parentheses. Kind of clever. Uh, one More, Brian Faldudo. Good song. Let's check it out. Uh, about three minutes and 15 seconds, so listen in. We'll be back to you shortly, and enjoy right here on the Yo Show. Based on a true story. <laughs> I have to be up at a I don't usually act this way Hey y'all, it's getting late I think I'm about to call it quits And then Jose said One more, one more And Anika said One more, one more But then Mateo looked me right in the eye And he said One more, one more Whatever you want I'll get more Like this. But when you hand me a drink with a kiss, it fills me with such sweet bliss. I'm finding it hard to resist. And then Jose said, One more, one more. And Nonika said, One more, one more. But then the tail looked me right in the eye. And he said, One more, one more. Whatever you want 
out with a Mateo at one point or another, a guy that just keeps screaming <laughs> on your throat, <laughs> and he keeps saying, one more! <laughs> Bring back flashbacks. Brian Feldudo, that is one more Mateo. Quality song right there. Great um, great little duet number there. The young lady's got a powerful voice as well. Excellent song. More to come from Brian uh, in a minute or two. We try to get in all his music before we have him on roughly around 8.30 tonight. So excited. I'm very excited. I always get excited because you, you do a great job bringing in great talent, Joel. Yes, and I have to once again thank Beatrice Kimmel, her amazing PR woman who just is one of the hardest working women I know. She's awesome. That's a round of applause, too. Beatrice is fantastic. She brings us great artists. We can't be more thankful. And we've, I mean, I should have wrote down the list of names. There's tons of them. You've heard them over the last few weeks, and I want to thank her for all But she'll know. She knows who they are. (laughs) So thank you very much, Beatrice. And if you're listening, we love you right here on the Yo Show. You're fantastic. Yes. We love you. We need you. We can't live without you. (laughs) I need songwriting now. Yeah. Jeff and his poetry. Absolutely. I'm I'm very uh, deep. Um. Instead of me, like, yip-yapping, that's not me yip-yapping, that is actually my studio guest yip-yapping. She likes to bark, right as the show goes on. Um, real quickly, I know you're watching, uh, listening to us, I appreciate that, but there also is, like, the ultimate all-time football game, Rams and Kansas City Chiefs to start at Jewel. It's like a Super Bowl preview. Two 9-1 powerhouses going head-to-head. Remember last year when we had a great football team we used to talk about every week? <sighs> Not doing yeah. that anymore. Forty-eight nope. to seven. It is the worst loss by a defending Super Bowl champion. You know that? Yep. I didn't know worst that. Worst loss ever by a team that won the Super Bowl the following year. Worst loss ever. So congratulations to the team we no longer discuss. I'm wearing my Eagles Super Bowl hoodie, but that's the only time that you're going to hear the E word. That's it. We're done. You know, wasn't Let's that see. like the 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 season we had? Um, for the Phillies, we had Cliff Lee, we had Cole Hamels. Who else do we have? Two other um, like awesome all-star all-star players. We had like, Roy, Roy Oswalt, Roy Halladay, Cliff Lee, Cole Hamels. No World Series. We make it to the World Series that year. I thought we would just like shut everyone down in the beginning, and it just went kerplunk. 
<laughs> Everybody did. I don't really know what happened there. That was going to be yeah. like, I was figuring like we would never let up a run, ever. Any single game. Yep. Good show. But, you know, it's, uh, a lot of people are already talking about blowing it up and starting over for the Eagles. I don't know if it's that drastic yet. So we'll see, but that's all we're talking about tonight for Eagles. We're going to keep happy and listen to more music. Yes. Some more Eagles talk. Well, yes. I think you're going to get into bright. a sad song. <laughs> Might be a sad song. I don't know what you're going to play. It's a uh-huh. surprise. It is a surprise. Brian Felduto. Let's go with Rainy Day. It's a sad Rainy song. Rainy Day. <laughs> I started getting sad. It's a great segue. Uh, yeah. This is for this. The rainy day of our sad eagles falling apart. <laughs> Brian Feldudo singing Rainy Day right here on the air show. It's about four minutes and 21 seconds long, according to Jewel. It's a sad song, which means I'll probably love it. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, so check it out, folks. Four minutes, 21 seconds. Mr. Brian Feldudo, our guest tonight around 8.30. And this is his song, Rainy Day. And we'll be back to you shortly here on the You Show. Been trying to write this one down for a while Usually when I write it out it leads to a smile But I just keep on throwing feelings onto the pile And I ain't proud of it cause that just ain't my style Sometimes love don't hit you in a healthy way Sometimes love will tell you that you're second place But love is complicated and it ain't a race So who am I to question what's in front of my face? And I know it's wrong And I deserve a thought Until you came along I thought that I was strong Today I wanna hate you Today I wanna date you Today you make me feel like shit Tomorrow I'll be over it Today you make me crazy But I'm feeling a little bit lazy So I'll just keep putting up the things I gotta say I'll save it all for rainy day The problem is that we live in L.A. And it don't rain that often Said I lay next to you each night Hoping that you'll stay with me But back to you and you run every day So I sit alone Where no one's hand to hold The guilt that fills my soul And it's all getting old Today I wanna hate you Today I wanna date you Today you make me feel like shit Tomorrow I'll be over it Today you make me crazy But I'm feeling a little bit lazy So I'll just keep putting all the things I gotta say I'll save it all for rainy day I'll save it all for rainy day I'll save it all for rainy day Someday soon it's gonna rain And the rain will bring you pain Cause you don't get 
joining us shortly rainy day is the song and that's you know it is sad it's deep it's also kind of loving it's kind of like the theme song of my wife today i want to hate you today i want to date you <laughs> uh great song though Nick. ending i like that i like how that like kind of hard rock down comes out in the end that on the guitar and yeah. Bam, bam, yeah that's a kick-ass song i love it uh, even I mean I like sad songs I like some slow stuff sometimes too. That's perfect. Great song. Rainy day by Brian Calduta. We're excited. Did you ever Did you ever create like a a sad CD mix or tape mix for yourself to just sit in your room and cry? <laughs> That's all the time we have here tonight on the Yo Show. We like to thank our very special guest. Nobody, because nobody made it long. Had to cut you off. No, no, I saw. I, I, no, I saw. Um, I think it was a tweet, and it was like, "What? What is the saddest song that you know?" It just brought me back to my sad CD mix. What is the saddest song? That's a good question. Um, you know, it's a real sad song. Uh, oh, think of the name. Think of the name. Um, was it Last Kiss? Uh, Old Jam yeah. remade it. That's a sad song. That Very sad, sad song. song. You know what else is super sad? Um, the Eric Clapton one about his boy. Here's in heaven. Oh, my God. That Woo! is really sad. Because that's a true story. And that's oh, sad. That's super sad. That's a good um, call. Wow. Off the top of your head, that. too. Let's, let's think of other ones for the end of the show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep thinking about that. <laughs> um, Fat Bottom Girls by Queen. That's sad. Um, you don't have a fat bottom girl. Wind beneath my wings. I always cry at that. I think it's because it's me and my mom's song. So, just cry oh. that that's a sad song, also. Well, I tried to sing it to her in karaoke, and I was like holding her, and I was 
like upbeat the whole time. And then I got to the end and I just started bawling. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like this has meaning. Yeah, Maybe I shouldn't um, in front of everyone. Theme song from The Bodyguard, Whitney Houston. Uh, yeah. I will, I will always, always love you. That's pretty sad. Dolly Parton. Yeah, it's actually originally Dolly Parton. It's not a sad when she sings it. Because all you see is no. two gigantic boobs singing. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to get She's sad. She's got some pretty, pretty big uh, hair and lips, too. Yes, all fake, and she'll tell you that in any interview. Every I time love you Dolly see her, Parton. Yeah, she's pretty cool. I we tried to get that other chick on the show, the one I called the brunette Dolly Parton, who she found very funny. It's Sonia Langham, but she never. Uh, I think she had a baby recently. And never joined us. Sonia. Well, somebody did. <laughs> somebody did decide to join us. There. Some people do join us, like Sometimes. our very special guest. Now we're very excited to welcome singer, actor, all around amazing talent to the Yo Show, Mr. Brian Faldudo. Brian, good evening, and welcome to the Yo Show. Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? Hi, Brian. Fantastic. Hi. Can you hear me all right? Yes. Yeah, we hear you good. Very good. Thank you for Great. coming on. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, before we start with any questions or any uh, stuff about your music, anything at all, uh, my co-host, Jewel, is extremely nervous and extremely excited to have you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice to meet you, Jewel. Nice to meet you. Thank <laughs> you for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you don't mind, we've got some questions lined up for you. Uh, we already played a couple yeah. of songs from you as well, so uh, we'll do a whole little get to know you. Um, real quick, because, you know, obviously you're a great singer. We played a couple of your songs, but you're also starting out as an actor uh, with a role in uh, School of Rock. Uh, how did you get into acting first? Uh, how did you get discovered, and uh, how did that work out for you to land that role? Yeah, so I did a lot of acting when I was younger, a lot of film, TV stuff, Um a couple of commercials and stuff like that. Um, but I auditioned when I was younger for School of Rock. It was actually my second professional audition ever, which is what I'm most known for is my role in School of Rock. And, um, and yeah, uh, that's kind of came about. Um, my parents were pretty good stage parents at the time, and they got me an agent while I was younger. And um, I don't know, I just kind of like, I think I lucked out big time. I don't think everyone like scored big on their, their second audition. Um, and then from there on, it was... It was um, not as easy lighting, um, <laughs> but it was uh, it was it was a fun it was a fun experience. Um, and yeah, I did a lot of acting, and then I didn't do so much acting in high school. I kind of retreated for a while. I majored in theater in college, did some theater stuff out of college, um, and I'm still acting. I'm actually currently in acting class right now. I had to step out to make this call, so if you hear any people screaming or crying in the background, it's just my acting class letting it <laughs> letting it out. It's okay. <laughs> Very exciting. I'm actually excited for that. Um, but I got to tell you, it's funny you said that. They, they locked down was your second audition because everything you read and even see in the movie, your character kind of stole the, the show. Rock it was a great character. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, I had um, a decent amount to do uh, with that just because they kind of built the role around me, which was really flattering um, at the time. Um, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I had no idea it would be so impactful. That's crazy. Um, the fact that I'm still talking about it 15 years later, I thought for sure people would lose interest. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, hey, that, how, how, how was working with Jack Black? Um, do do you still go to him for advice? Um, do you still um, maybe talk on social media or any of that? Yeah, so he's so great. Um, we saw last I saw him was for the reunion, uh, which was about five years ago. So. 
Um, I haven't seen him in a hot minute, but he's so nice and he knows all of us. You know, after the reunion, we all hung out with him for quite some time. And he's really, he's just as nice as back in the day. He's very professional, but he's also just like this kind person. I know that Kevin, the drummer, and Becca recently saw him because he was in Chicago and he was like very open and welcoming to them, um, going so far as to call Kevin's mom and say hi to her because uh, our moms <laughs> formed bonds with him too while we were on set. And, um, and yeah, he's just a sweet guy. Um, he's, he's a, yeah, I mean, I can't say anything but nice things about him. He's never been anything but wonderful. That's so amazing. And I have to say, like, Jack Black is so untouchable. I have tried to go see Tenacious D so many times in Philadelphia, <laughs> and it sells out in, like, seconds. I can never get a ticket. So um, that uh, must Tenacious? have been yeah. Tenacious D has such a has such a cult following. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. That's wild. Super yeah. awesome. Yeah, they're amazing. So, um, after School of Rock, you, you said you did some acting, but kind of slowed down with acting. Um, how quickly did you get into music after School of Rock? Was it also a passion at the same time, or did you kind of say, "Well, of course, acting going to decide because I think I got what it takes for music"? Where where did you transition? <laughs> Uh, so I always loved singing. Um, I was taking singing lessons at the same time that School of Rock was filming. I also thoroughly remember that at the School of Rock rap party, I performed Respect by Aretha Franklin. So, <laughs> so um, <laughs> singing, has always, singing and performing has always been a passion of mine. But um, I never started writing music until about three years ago. I was actually working in country music kind of circumstantially three years ago. Um, I was working for a country music radio station, so I know all about what you guys do. <laughs> and, yeah. um, <laughs> and while I was there I just I fell in love with country music and um, at the time that I started writing I was just going through a tough breakup and I honestly just started to use it as therapy like you know writing it down because country music was a big outlet for me at that time um, I found the lyrics really relatable and and the storyline kind of matching what I was going through and so um, I just tried to write my own song and I wasn't ever planning on sharing it with anyone and then one day I was like, well, you should, because, like, why else do people write music? And then um, I did. I shared it with people, and the response was really nice. And then I was just like, I think I want to do this. I, I fell in love with it so quickly, because that was only, like, three years ago. So, And since then, we released an EP and an album. And so it, it kind of moved quickly, because it went from me not wanting to share my music ever to <laughs> I, it's now all I want to do. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh kind of stern away from because we usually get a list of questions lined up and sometimes we kind of freeform them so i got to ask this since you said it um some of the best acts yeah, some of the best albums etc like uh no doubt uh taylor swift and now you're talking about yourself writing real life scenarios writing real breakup writing real emotion do you think real emotion makes for the best music do you think coming straight from the heart really <clears throat> helps sell the song yeah absolutely i think um I recently read a quote um, by Anne Lamott, I believe, um, about writing, and it was just one of the most touching things. Um, I, I made sure to, to retweet it and whatnot, but it was like, um, it was basically about how if you're a writer, um, you kind of have this obligation to just share what is it, what is real and valid within you, because odds are if it's real and valid and coming from the heart within you, then it's universal. And, um, and I think that, you know, by releasing stuff that's that's coming from that place, you're opening up a platform so that other people can connect to you on that level. And I don't know, I just at this point, because of some of my songs impacting some people, I, I, almost, I honestly feel obligated to continue kind of just sharing my truth 
um, because that's like how I'm connecting to people these days. And I think obviously Taylor Swift has had a huge success with that because um, <laughs> she's uh, writing, <laughs> writing breakup songs About and what we all every... go through. And... <laughs> yeah. Everyone. But it's, um, and it, it's, it's great to do it that way because when, you know, of course, No Doubt had their giant album and it was all about Gwen Stefani and her breakup with the guitar player in the band and then her second album, their second album was more about random things and it got trashed by all of the media so I guess right from the heart seems to be the ticket yeah I don't know because like my, I have one track on my album that's called One More and you know it came from a romantic place for me but it's, it's also like not exactly heavy hitting so and that seems to be the crowd pleaser live so Yes and no. It's I mean, sometimes yeah. people just want to have a good time, I guess, right? Yeah, it, a little bit. It is of, very, but we, very good. Yeah. Uh, we played yeah, that no, here earlier. It's a great song. Oh, yeah. We loved it. Oh, we wanted, great, we wanted to ask who was the female voice in that, and um, and, and because her vocals are just amazing, along with yours. Yeah, her name is uh, Bronwyn Whittle. She's actually my best friend. So um, I was so happy that she was able to come sing on that. She's very talented. That's so cool. Um, you have um, another song with the female artist, and is that the same person or? No, that's Kelsey Martin, and she's actually okay. roommate. <laughs> um, oh wow! And she, oh, uh, that? <laughs> she's a yeah. She's a she's so talented as well. She has just like the perfect voice for country music, um, in, in my opinion. And it's just like so. It's like butter. I want to bottle it up and like drink it every day. Um, and I'm so happy she was able to sing on that song. When I um when I wrote that song, I obviously didn't. Uh, I was writing it from my perspective, um, and then she's been singing in my band for quite some time, and the song just got so beautifully in her voice. I was like, "You have to sing this on the album." Um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. One, I'm not one of those songwriters who's like not willing to give a song away if it sounds better in someone else's voice. You know. <laughs> no, it sounds amazing, and it just gives it that extra depth. So yeah, great job. Um, you came out with your date. Sure. You came out with your, uh, debut EP love one another only last year. Uh, did you have more to that album that you wanted to be on, on this upcoming album, um, stage two, or did you want stage two to stand on its own with its own material? Yeah, I'd love to end up re-recording the stuff that's on the EP. Um, that was recorded in like my friend's bedroom. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and this, (laughs) <laughs> this album was recorded like in a studio and with a lot of time and thought into it. Not that the other one didn't have time and thought into it, but it was just, um, you know, that was like a first step that I needed to go through, I think, just kind of submitting demo format songs into the world, um, you know, before I went into the studio, just so I was familiar with the process and whatnot. Um, so I eventually want to take all those songs and re-record them with a little bit more of a, a, a higher quality release. Um, but this this song, uh, the songs that are on this album work out nicely because they kind of package into the theme that I'm delivering, which is stage two. That's that's so cool. Um, and I I was fascinated by the story. Um, I did read it in a previous interview you did. But um, can you explain to our audience uh, why you named the album Stage Two? Yeah, I'm gonna try and sum it up uh, quickly. Uh, so it's basically like. Um, Stage two, so it's based on a book on gay psychology called The Velvet Raid by Alan Downs. And um, basically that book describes the gay man's life as happening in three different phases. Um, Stage one being living in shame. Um, And stage two is called compensating for shame. It's where you kind of come out of the closet, but you don't really know who you are. And so you make a lot of 
decisions based on who you think you're supposed to be or you get involved in situations that you probably wouldn't if you weren't trying to make up for all the years that you kind of felt invalidated. And um, it's a series of time in a gay man's life where, you know, a lot of self-sabotaging decisions are made and a lot of self-destructive behavior happens, especially in relationships. And so um, all of these songs that are on this album were written during what I'm calling that stage of my life. So I'm trying to direct people kind of back to the book and also just direct them back to the fact that I'm an LGBT life coach and I'm trying to work with clients to help them achieve stage three, which is authenticity and just being yourself regardless. That's that's so cool. Um, I love that concept. Do you think like the next album will be that stage three for you? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> um, the, the songs I'm writing now are already like they have a little bit more of a strength in them. Um, <laughs> you know, the lyrics have like a little bit more of a, an assuredness and it's cool but obviously there's vulnerability mixed in there too I don't think that you know I'm only 26 so um for me to say that I'm completely in stage three would be um would be not accurate um I but I do have glimpses of what that's going to be like for myself and that's exciting um but yeah I mean I'm, I'm 26 I'm a millennial I live in New York City there's there's only so many things I can do to overcome <laughs> the, the growing pains of being in your 20s you know you're very modest, sure. Ryan. You've done wonderful things for more people than probably you know. So um, I just commend you and great job and, and thank you for sharing your story with us. Oh, thanks so much. I appreciate that. Sure. Um, and one of the movies that's real big right now, I've seen recently, is uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, of course, the story of Queen, Freddie Mercury, and Back then, they tried to keep his sexuality secret, and it's almost like he didn't want to come out. Do you think it's easier today for an artist to you know, come around and say, hey, look, I'm, I'm a gay artist? It doesn't affect Absolutely. music at all. It doesn't affect talent. Absolutely. Yes and no, though. Um, I'm, currently, I'm currently part of this emerging uh, you know, LGBT country scene, which isn't exactly a popular thing yet. So yes and no, I think that there's in certain genres it's probably really well accepted but i do think the country music community could use some inclusivity (laughs) yeah no i i think you're correct it does seem um you don't hear about that a lot in country music and there's really no reason we shouldn't because talent is talent and that's why we are here and like i said i i saw that Bohemian rhapsody movie the movie was great a voice and a queen fan that stuff is irrelevant and people shouldn't judge it i think it's fantastic Right, yeah. I'm seeing that tomorrow night. I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thank God. It's great. Oh, it's so great. I highly recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> so you are a certified uh, life coach. Um, what what goes into the process of being certified as a life coach? Yeah, so I had to kind of go back for school for a second. I, um, I did an online training course, and then I had to go to Boston to finish up my certification because of a program that we're that specific program that I did with holding their graduation. And, um, and yeah, I had to complete like a certain amount of hours and whatnot. And um, basically it's just kind of a lot of like do's and don'ts. Cause with life coaching, there's just like, it's a very specific avenue of how you're helping people. Um, a lot of people confuse it with therapy, which it's not. So um, it's, uh, it was just like a good training course to make sure that I'm not introducing anything that I'm not qualified to. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Um, I had, I just had a thought <laughs> right now. Do you ever uh, think about maybe combining the two, like throwing a concert and then afterwards having like 
an inspirational talk for for your fans and followers? Absolutely, yeah. I'm a bit I'm a bit like at the moment. So I've been trying to plan like a monthly kind of event, even you know, where people can just gather and kind of work on authenticity together as a group. Um, but I'm headed. Uh, I'm currently in New York, and then I'm headed to LA for a couple of months. So I think once I'm back in New York, I will make that happen. But it's hard when you're when you're moving around because uh, I I wouldn't be able to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I will definitely. I will come back on the show and that gets going and I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, I yes, want to, I want to go to that. <laughs> um, so who are some of your favorite acts right now? Like artists that inspire you or, or uh, artists that you like or, you know, kind of familiarize yourself with? Yeah. So one of my big influences is Casey Musgrave. I think that she's doing a great yes. job of taking country music and bringing it to alternate platforms. And, um, uh, I think her latest album was Bomb. And um, another artist I'd like to not necessarily compare myself to because I, he's like legions ahead of me in my opinion, but um, I my dream career is to be like Matt Halber, which a lot of people might not necessarily know him off the top of their heads, but he's a LGBT songwriter who does a lot of advocacy work with gay youth as well. And his music is, um, is just so beautiful. And um, I am a huge fan of his. Um, if he's listening to this, I want to work with you. <laughs> we'll try to make that happen. Yeah, it's great. Excellent. Nothing, nothing better than plugging yourself. That's what we're all about here. We love it. Yeah, maybe we can get you a, a duet with Casey Musgraves too, because I know she listens to oh, Stoop all the time. Um, Amazing. Uh, could you uh, also tell us about your Love Life program? Yeah, so that's the that's the. The, what I'm just calling my life coaching business. Um, oh, it just okay. seemed to have more of a ring to it than Brian Feldito. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, and it's all, based around the, it's all based around the fact that you love yourself before you can love others. Uh, love yourself, love one another, love life. Because if you love yourself, that's where it all begins. You bring that around and start loving other people. And then in the end, you'll love life. And that's kind of like the three steps. Uh, but it all starts with loving yourself. Um, and yeah, I mean that's just the name of the program. Uh, a lot of it was probably a confusing name to call it because a lot of people think that I'm coaching about relationships, and believe me, I'm the last person who should be coaching about relationships. Tell me, I feel you there. No, I really, I really do love your message, though. Um, you had had said in a in an interview. Um, we, I'm gonna quote you wrong, but uh, we're already enough, and we're already. <laughs> perfect enough and I just thought that was so beautiful like you don't have to try you just have to be true to yourself and you know if you're true to your story then nothing else matters and I just thought that was so beautiful yeah and it's so important just from someone who spends so much of their life literally trying every day to to be more to consider thinking I wasn't enough um so it's like crazy it's so important to to start accepting that truth and then once you start accepting that truth it's actually you know, it's still a constant battle every day. Self-love is a choice that you have to make over and over again because people, there's going to be obstacles and there's going to be um, struggles to get in your way. And so it's like it's a, a commitment to yourself and a relationship with yourself that you have to, you have to acknowledge and, and just kind of do your best to ingrain that in you. And it's not easy. Um, but that's the whole point, purpose of, you know, we don't have to do it alone. There's, there's life coaches, there's programs out there, there's, there's resources everywhere, and we shouldn't live like we are alone anyway. Sure. 
That makes sense. So in in recapping <laughs> some of your history, you said you, you said you were singing with Aretha Franklin, acting with Jack Black. No, I didn't. I look at your oh, face. I didn't sing with him. I didn't sing with Aretha Franklin. I just caught, I just <laughs> did like a karaoke. Uh, I thought you said I thought you said sung with. I'm like wow. But um, so, I'm like <laughs> I wish. <laughs> And having your music out there, and like you're acting with Jack Black, and I'm looking all over social media. You're doing a lot of interviews now. Do you ever step back and say, "Well, I'm like, I'm like really making it." Like, did you ever expect this to come at you this hard, and ever expect to be gaining success? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm doing my best to, to uh, celebrate my successes because that's what I tell my clients to do. But of course, I am my worst, my own worst critic. I'm, you know, I'm always trying to do more. Um, but, you know, this album was really cool for me because with this album, I think for the first time in my history of artistry, I really didn't care about, like, how many streams it gets or, like, because, you know what, one person already has messaged me this beautiful message about how one of my songs mentioned them. And honestly, mission accomplished because that's, that's, all, that's all I needed. And, um, you know, that's the whole point the album was released is so one person could be touched um, based on something I went through. So... Uh, so, like, I don't know. It's, 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 I feel successful in the fact that I have kind of rearranged my standards for what I consider success, if that makes sense. Sure thing. Sure. And I think it's so important today, especially with social media, and it's all based on, like, how many followers you have and this and that. And, and people just, like, tend to slack off on the realness. And um, just to bring a real message across is an accomplishment. So, you know, kudos to you. And um, hey. sure, um, I had a <laughs> you question. So <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. Um, so I heard a rumor that you were looking into getting into acting again soon. Yeah, I mean, I'm literally in class right now, Jewel. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, like yeah, TV, because right right I know right I know you're in, into Broadway and stuff, but like TV or films, sure, sure. is that is that a possibility? Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping I'm going to go give my first go at pilot season in a while, uh, this coming pilot season. That's why I'm going to LA to kind of just uh, give it a good old college try. And um, I'm excited. I've been training um, and just kind of like, I feel like I'm at a really good point in my work and I'm excited about what I have to bring to the table. So I would love to kind of reconnect with that world. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's so cool. We can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, so while we're giving shout-outs, if there's any casting directors out there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you go, too, as well. Absolutely. Um, Jewel had mentioned earlier about, you know, you, you being humble, but you're also very confident, which is good, and you mix that well. You seem to really be on the right track and know what you got going on. What are you looking at for 2019? Music, uh, more acting. What is uh, your ideal goals for the upcoming year? Yeah, my primary goal is to really kind of book a role. That's you know, tell a story in that respect. They've been telling kind of my own stories through songwriting for a while, and um, I just want to continue telling stories, and I will continue the songwriting and release music and gig and whatnot and continue in that lane. But I think I think I have a, a, a few stories I can tell, you know, on screen again, and I'd love to, I'd love to be able to, to do that. So that is a big goal for the new year. Um, yeah, excellent. Yeah, and I'm glad I'm coming across as confident because I've been working on that. <laughs> oh, good. You should. <laughs> um, what will be your like dream role to have, either movie or TV or Broadway? 
Gosh, I just think there's so many roles out there for me right now. Like, um, I don't know if you guys know, there's a uh, television show that was recently on Hulu called Please Like Me. Um, I would love to have played that role, Josh Thomas. And he's writing a new show, so if he needs any actors. Um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> there's also, uh, as far as, like, stage, one of my dream roles is to play um, the character of Jordan in the play Significant Other. I feel like I'm maybe listing things that not everyone knows, but <laughs> these are things that I'd love to to do. Um, also, I'm sure a lot, a lot of people know, like, Shit's Creek, like, David would be a great character. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing roles already. <laughs> yeah. my, I have to say, my cousin did, like, an amazing cosplay of Shit's Creek, him and his best friend. <laughs> it was just perfect. <laughs> um, I love that show as yeah. well. Um, it's so funny. It's such a great show. That's so cool. Excellent. Um, so, yeah. if anybody wants to get know more about Brian, obviously go to the website, www.briansfaldudo, that's F-A-L-D-U-T-O, briansfaldudo.com. His music can be found, I'm right on Apple Music, I'm always on Apple Music, and, and there it is, uh, Stage 2, the album, uh, excuse me, the EP, Love One Another, great stuff, definitely worth listening to. Brian, as you know, Thanksgiving is coming around, so we'd like to ask this question every year around the holidays, give us something you're thankful for right now. Um, oh God, can I be cheesy and say this album? I'm really thankful that we we yeah. kind of pulled this off. I, <laughs> I said I I said I was gonna do something and I did it. And um, what was cool about this album is I didn't really like wait for anyone to like hand me the opportunity. I just said I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen. So um, uh, I'm I'm thankful for you know that accomplishment. I'm also thankful for like all the good things like family, friends, French fries. I want to make sure that I say yes. everything. All the sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for so many. I have nothing. We all, uh, I gratitude journal every day. I'm grateful for my gratitude journal. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. That's excellent. And, and um, I love the fact that you said, you know, I love the fact you didn't wait around. Like you said, you didn't wait around for anybody to come bring this to you. You went out and got it. And that's the kind of artist that we get here on our show. And we love it. It's real and it's true. And there's no like hidden out. What, uh, what do I think people want to hear? You're just laying out directly what's on your mind. And that's fantastic. We love it. Right. And thanks so much for playing my song. That means the world. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, they were great. Again, we played one more, Mateo, which we love, in Rainy Day, which is a nice slow song, but a hard-hitting ending, man. That, that ending is great. Um, I guess to, now, as far as a band, do you get a band to come in and, do, and cut with you, or do you have a permanent band you play with all the time? Um, I have some pretty um, permanent members of what I call Brian Saldudo and friends, <laughs> and uh, they... Okay. Uh, they keep coming. They keep coming back. No one has decided they don't want to work with me yet, so that's nice. Um, but um, that's which is also com- which is also comforting because they're so talented. So they're kind of like everyone. They're like how I base whether I'm making the right decisions because like I feel like they'd be like bye if I if I was ever like because they're so talented and they deserve the world. So the fact that they're working with me is an honor. Oh, that is awesome. Seems great. Seems like. Seems like it's working out just fine, and we congratulate you again on the success. And again, it's www.briansaldudo.com. Like I said, you can find his music right on Apple Music. Stage Two is the album, and Love One Another is the EP. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to come on our show. We really appreciate it. And uh, would you like to come back sometime after uh, some acting and more albums? 
Yeah, I'd love to, please. Oh, thank you so we much, Brian. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to have right, you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great holiday. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, you too, Brian. Bye-bye. Oh, he was great. Great. I, I, I just, I, I love I loved the confidence. Like I said, he's humble, but he's confident. Like, he knows, you know, he knows what his agenda is. Like you said, when it came to the album, he was thankful for the album. I love that. He's like, can I say that? Of course you can say that. That's a great accomplishment. And it's something to be thankful for, to have the talent. And like I said, he didn't wait around for somebody to give him this. He went out and got it himself. That's amazing. Yes. Great album. Um, um, are, are we going to listen to more now, or are we going to wait? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we'll get in one more song. Um, let's get into uh, the last song we have not played yet. It's called Fault. Right, fault, F-A-U-L-T. It's one of those words I always have a hard time saying. Me and Joe went down a list of songs. <laughs> I was just going to say funny and fault one of mine. But anyway, uh, again, our guest <laughs> in the seating, Brian Falduter. We got one more for him. The song is called Fault. Play it here. It's about 3 minutes and 36 seconds. Check it out and enjoy it right here on the Yo Show. Tonight's guest, Brian Falduter. Don't have time to teach you how to ask about my day. Good, good conversation is meant to go both ways. You are kind of closed off, and that's okay. I don't want you to change for me. That'd be unhealthy, babe. And so I'm walking away. Don't want to make a mistake. And I know that you make me kind of cook, 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 cray. You, you'll be just fine because you can have any guy. And I just don't think I'm right for you. And I guess that that's why I'll never know. I'll be in gold. Ain't gonna stick around for the show. The board even starts from telling you no. Confused me, so I asked your friends, and they kind of confirmed that you usually hit a dead end. I don't know what you've been through, but I've been through lots of shit. Me too. I wanna honor what I feel inside, but I'm scared you'll hurt me, so I'll just Best for myself, and so I'm 
walking away Don't wanna make a mistake And I know that you make me kinda c c c cray you, You'll be just fine Cause you can have any guy And I just don't think I'm right for you And I guess that that's why I'll never If you show me some romance If you tell me that I'm handsome And that you'll be the man I need We'd be all your fault And absolutely, positively, fantastic One of our two very special guests tonight, Brian Faldudo That was full That's a great song I mean... Like the three songs we played here tonight were so dramatically different. Like we have the the island feel, and then we have the kind of sad and then rock kind of twang at the end. And with this, I felt like this was the most country out of the three. And yeah, well, just very different sides of Brian Faldudo, and he was great. And I I'm truly a fan of his music, and I, I love his message and everything that he brings to the table. So nothing but Best of luck to Brian. Yeah, another terrific job, uh, Jewel, finding uh, great artists, and we thank you again, Beatrice, because Brian is a great young man. Uh, smart, sounds very smart, uh, really knows what he wants, and uh, excellent, terrific. Mm-hmm. And we got another guest coming on around 9.15, Mark Kingswood. He's got a lot to live up to. He better be as terrific. No, I'm kidding. I'm sure he's going to be fantastic. Another uh, I- talented singer. <laughs> She's going to choke on my own words. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so happy that uh, we had Mark Kingswood on tonight because he's actually leaving and he was going to be in the UK um, starting in January. So I didn't know when we'll be, we'll be able to fit him in into our schedule and his, his schedule. But uh, Beatrice made it work. And thank you because I'm so excited to have him on and to share his music as well because he is amazing. Absolutely. Definitely amazing. Um, I'm sorry, I was reading your uh, little thing you sent me there. (laughs) In bad time. Oh, but I was going to (laughs) say, no, I was going to say, like, we know how it is to have guests in the UK with Lilith. Um, She's like, you know, it's going to be a a big time difference. Yeah, we've been through that with Lilith and her calling in at 2 a.m., <laughs> She's a real trooper, um, but you yeah, know, it, it doesn't exactly fit into everyone's schedule. So I so appreciate any time that he has to give us. So thank you, thank you. Absolutely, and let's get to some of Mark Kingswood's uh, music. It's his time now on the Yo Show. Uh, a little after nine o'clock, he should be calling in around nine fifteen, as long as we didn't miss him. Uh, <laughs> because somebody did try to call in, I hope we didn't miss him. But uh, let's get to some of his music as well. And the first one is the. Um, I guess, if you will, the title track of his new album, Strong. And this one is called Strong. So let's play that right here. Uh, Mark Kingswood. 
song is strong, about three minutes and 38 seconds. Coming to you right here tonight. Enjoy it on the Yo Show, and we'll be back shortly. As I hit the play button. There we go. <laughs> Black hole swallowed me whole. Was down among the dead men, never felt so low. But I didn't quit. Abandon ship. So if you feel you're in the deep end, just remember this. If you cry, 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 it's a losing game. Somehow you've got to just hold The odds are Be a little brave My brother Sister When life it don't deliver Stay strong Even when your heart Just wants to break Cause if you cry, cry, cry Kingswood, the song is strong. 
I tell you what, I love, you know, I love that song. It's one of my favorite phrases. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I love saying that. It's kind of like the, the theme behind the song. Strong. Excellent. Great voice, too. Terrific <laughs> singer. And as long as I didn't screw up the phone line, she should be, he should be calling in around 9.15. Mark, if you're listening, you can curse me out as soon as we pick up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great stuff. That's uh, that, That's got me all like amped up. To all the fields. Think, it just all the fields. It, it does. Doesn't it? I wish you could sing like that. God, I would give anything to sing like that. Um, we do sing like that. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Just... Me and Jeff, oh, yeah. On our first encounter, um, he asked me to do karaoke and he's like, Can you sing? And I said, Do you remember what I said? I was like, I'm a phenomenal oh. singer <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, So you am I. This. Let's go do it. Yeah. You do have to keep in mind that was after I don't know maybe thirty seven beers deep. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, definitely high life. Not sure correctly. When we first got there, you're like, I am not singing, and certain one of our wives, I forget who, probably my wife, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she pretty much like, oh, we're not having that. You are singing, and you yeah. kind of lean near me. You're like, I'm, I'm singing. Make you that's what you think. Yeah, there are a couple of pictures. Yeah. And Lola comes out. Yeah, great is Beer uh, makes everybody less afraid. Matter of fact, if you uh, go on Facebook, there was a video of me uh, lip singing Michael Jackson's Billie Jean over the weekend. It is um, embarrassing. Well, to most people, not to me. As I've always said through the years, I'll do anything to entertain. And that was pretty entertaining. I feel like Apparently, because go ahead. No, go ahead. Apparently, no, no, what? I definitely want to hear this. <laughs> I, no. I, no, I want to hear what you have. Definitely. No, I feel like I can do anything on stage because I've just been on stage my whole life, but not speaking or, or having you know my voice be heard. But like dancing or, or going out and, and really like putting on performance for people, I could do that. Just don't make me talk because <laughs> I'm not the greatest of speakers. Really? Really. I hate my voice. <laughs> Picked up <laughs> I perfect job that night. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect career choice. Where else do you go? <laughs> I, I agree, though, because I think I sound like a, um eight-year-old boy. <laughs> like after, I, always, I always put us on, I always put the replay on the next day, and I'm driving along, and I'm, there's like a second or two I stop, I'm like, who the hell is that? Sounds like a little child. <laughs> I'm I'm either really high or really low. <laughs> I don't like either, and I can't find a happy medium. <laughs> so I just respect singers so much. Tell me about it. Um, I get the high voice. I mean, I've had people call me at jobs and say, um, you know, hello, ma'am. And I'm like, what? <laughs> hello, ma'am? <laughs> what? Really. What? What I've never heard that. So... <laughs> You haven't? Well, that's actually a problem. Wow. You should get hello, ma'am, because you are female. I've gotten... <laughs> is your mother home? <laughs> <laughs> my mom used to say that. My mom... Everybody said my mom is like a little yeah. girl. Oh. People would call and say, is, uh, is your mother home? <laughs> Jesus. 
So uh, I hit that when I went to the door too. I just looked that you know. <laughs> uh, let's uh, hop into the time machine here for the timeless wonders themselves. The Rolling Stones, Jewel. 2019 are going back on tour. Woo! Yeah, the Stones. Uh, <laughs> it just—they're calling it the No Filter Tour, um, probably really? because they don't remember. <laughs> they probably don't remember anything to have a filter. Mick Jagger uh, said he wants to celebrate his 90th birthday on this tour. <laughs> I mean, here. Ooh, let's stop everything and stop all thoughts. Let's get from one British man to another British guy. And let's <laughs> welcome our second guest of the evening, the amazing singer, Mr. Mark Kingswood. Mark, good evening and welcome to the Yo Show. Good evening. How are you? Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How, how are you doing? Uh, we're doing great. great. Thank you. And we're so excited to have you. I mean, we... We get a little, we get a little fangage when when we get our our guest on, and uh, you know we play your music, we're loving it. Next thing you know, here or right in front of us, we're very excited, and we thank you for taking time oh, out of a very you. busy schedule. Yes, pleasure is all mine. Pleasure is all mine. Thanks for having me on wow. the show. <laughs> Absolutely. You think the pleasure is yours? Then we get started with the questions, and you're going to just jump right off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Oh, Jose. Okay. Um, so to kick it off, um, how did you get started in singing? Did you always know that you wanted to be a singer? Well, uh, to be honest, I kind of knew very early on that I wanted to be a singer. Um, I was around oh, eight years old when I went on a, uh, like a holiday with my family, and and they had like you know children's talent shows basically. Um, without without me knowing, my parents put me down to go up and sing on the stage um oh, and they kind of yeah i mean it was it was it was you know it was quite a sweet but i i just didn't really want to do it i was kind of lovingly sort of pushed into doing it um but i'm so glad that i did because i actually went on and you know i sung my little heart out and uh, i actually won the competition oh, and it was you just remember being on what stage. you sang I, I, I did i was eight years old and i sang unchained melody by the righteous brothers well, i'll never forget oh. it um <laughs> So I've always been a bit of an old soul, but um, no, I mean, there's something about, you know, just looking out from stage and, you know, you've just won this competition and all your family were jumping up and down and cheering and, you know, kind of you get the bug for it. And, and I think since I had the bug um, from that moment, I've never really looked back. So I've kind of been quite lucky in the fact that I've always known what I wanted to do. And um, yeah, that, that kind of, that, that was it. That was the start of everything. So I, I guess you did have a supportive household growing up since your parents were <laughs> all for you singing they, in, in public. Oh, they were fantastic, yeah. I mean, they weren't very musical, <laughs> bless them, but they um, but they were certainly uh, certainly supportive. That's great. But I, yeah, I guess it had to come from somewhere. Did you, did you sing around the house? Did you, did you sing in the shower? Like, how I, did, I they did, yeah. I mean, and say, hey, uh, <laughs> well, to be honest, I think it was a case of I really kind of – it's probably a sad thing to say, but I kind of gave up my childhood a little bit. I didn't really go out and play on bikes and, and play soccer or anything like that. I, I ended up just sort of kind of being a bit of a home bird and, you know, staying at home with a keyboard and, and you know, trying to listen to singers. And I would sit and I would be fascinated with how these singers could could sing that note like that or do this vocal run or, or you know. And, and the thing is, for me, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents as well, so... When I was at home, 
I was listening to lots of stuff that my parents were listening to, and they they always loved big singers. You know, they, they were listening through all the big acts. You know, in the, in the late eighties, early nineties, like you know, Michael Bolton, Celine Dion, and all these kind of great big singers. So I was always kind of influenced by the whole David Foster sound. You know, the, the, the um, right the way through to you know modern up to today still. You know, Josh Groban and Michael Bublé and these kind of people. But um, spending a lot of time with my grandparents, they would listen to much older music. So. Um, you know, I'd spend a lot of time listening to people like Andy Williams, Matt Monroe, Frank Sinatra, the Rat Pack. So I really had a bit yeah. of a bit of a wide range of um, music that I was always kind of listening to, really. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess I guess it wasn't really from the family as such, just a, from a musical point of view, but but from just a uh, what, do you know what I mean? Not from a musical point of view where they play instruments, but certainly influenced by what was the music that they listened to. Yeah, and you can tell you're an old soul, just being the crooner that you are. Um, do you have any uh, acts you like, uh, any modern acts you're listening to today? Yeah, I mean, there's loads of people. I mean, I, again, I love I love real musicians. So I must admit, I do I do listen to a lot of things like Josh Grobe and Michael Bublé. But, I, I, you know, I, I can sit and I can enjoy Ed Sheeran's latest album or, um, you know, somebody like that. Um, I must admit, there's just something about... Um, anybody that kind of plays a real instrument or has a real band behind them or, you know, real strings, real orchestra, I really gravitate towards. And that's not to say that I don't like modern chart music. It's, it's uh, you know, I, I love the way that it, it's put together. I just don't know how to make that, song, that kind of music. So right. I've always kind of been um, been listening to to all sorts of different things. But, you know, anything that I'm sort of influenced by or stuff that I gravitate towards, as I say, it always kind of has, has a live band or... Um, something like that behind it so I guess that um, as far as influences go I think that Michael Bublé is probably the most modern kind of influence as far as you know the genre of music that I want to be in I mean he was my Sinatra you know so he was the first he was the first guy that I was able to see live with a big band you know and I was was, you know 10 feet away and we're going back now you know many years I think it was 2005 or something like that and um, you know, I was just I was just floored by it. I just you know, this when you when you have that many musicians and they're roaring away in front of you, it's just a, an experience you you never sort of forget. So I suppose that if that answers your question, I suppose that's kind of the uh, the most modern person in this genre. And of course, I listen to you know George Michael right the way through from you know the oh, early nineties yeah. right the way through to his kind of more current stuff as well. So um, yeah, lots of different influences really. Your cover of George Michael's is just ridiculous. I have to say, one more try. I mean, <laughs> it's really, oh, really you. good. <laughs> it's, a, it's such a great song, and do you know what? It's so hard when you're doing covers, especially by somebody like George, because sure. you've got to try and you know you've got to try and change it enough that you make it your own. But you know, it's a tough. And I'm not even saying it's a tough act to follow because that would, you know, you can't follow George Michael. But it's you have to pay respect to what's already there. Does that make sense? And you've got to try and do sure. what you can with it without, you know, dis- dishonouring the original. So I always find it very, very tough to do covers, but um, certainly something that I enjoy doing. And, and I, I just love that song. And I thought it was kind of the perfect um, sort of homage to George to put on the on the album as the last track, really. Absolutely. Yeah, we loved it. Yeah, he is one of the actors. He's one of the actors. I truly miss. I, I love George Michael's big fan. We lost a, a good range of those kind of musicians, George Michael, Michael Jackson, Prince, all kind of like in that one stream. But now, yeah. uh, guys like Mark, 
guys like Mark Kingsford are, are here to make a difference. Your your debut album is perfectly titled Strong. We played the song Strong, and it's phenomenal. Tell us a little something about the name of the album, what it means to you, making the music. Tell, tell us something about it. Well, I think for me, I was at such a great time in my life when I made Strong. Um, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd just uh, signed on to a new, a new label that were absolutely fantastic, really supportive, and it's the first time in my life that I've actually had a green light to make the album I've always wanted to make. You know, we, 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 had, um, we had a great budget to get all these musicians in. And so I guess the, 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 the message of the album in, from its entirety, I suppose, is really quite a positive message. You know, each song's got um, a positive spin on it. And to be honest, we wanted to create something that was really anthemic and almost dark in places, but still have a really positive um spin on it you know and, and that's where strong come from i wanted sure. to create something that was more than just a pop song it needed to be an anthem and it needed to have all the strings and all the brass and all the everything going um and i just thought you know what there's so many people that are just going through um you know tough times and uh i thought you know just there's such a great message in the saying you know what doesn't kill you makes you strong and that was kind of um where the song come from so um, it's, it's certainly something that I'm very proud of, and yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm very glad that it turned out the way it did. Yeah, it sounds great, and um, and that's another thing I love so much about the song. That is one of my favorite phrases: "What doesn't kill you makes you strong, or makes you stronger." And I love that. And it's it's a deep, deep message. Um, some of the other songs, like "Shine On," is that one we're going to play a little bit later. Um, is it all personal stuff? Do you sing like right from the heart about experiences, or you just try to tell different stories? No, um, I mean obviously there's a lot of a lot of me in there. Um, certainly with stuff like Shine On, and there's there's quite a personal um, connection to that song for me. It's, it's an important song to my family. Um, we actually lost someone very dear to us in the family, and that become kind of part of their legacy. That song and how we remember them. So it's it's quite personal to me. But what I always do try and do. Um, with, with any song on the album, I try to kind of make it not too much about me. So although it might have been coming from a personal experience, I, you know, I, I try not to put too many names in there or, or too many um, too many things that might, you know, have someone not relate to the song as much. Because that that for, for me as a songwriter and as an artist is what I want to do. I want people to put that song on and think that is a perfect song for this or a perfect song for that. Um, so again, shine on could be although it means that to me, to somebody else. You know, it could be their relationship with, uh, you know, their God or their religion, or it could be their relationship with the person that they're with at the moment. You know, it could be anything. So I do try and, um, you know, make the songs as universal as I possibly can. And and that's great. And we talked to so many musical artists on here, and um, a lot of them, their their debut album comes out, and it's so not them it's so about what the label wants and, and they're pushed to do these certain kind of songs um so it's great that you feel like enough of yourself was brought into your debut album do, do you feel that way yeah i do i do and i'm very proud of it i'm, I'm very i'm very um yeah I'm, again that's the only word i can use really is, is proud i think it's uh yeah it's an album that certainly bears a lot of my soul and what i'm about you know i think there's a there's quite a few messages in there that i believe in wholeheartedly um, there's a song on there called Just Make a Memory, which was kind of inspired by a foundation that I've been very lucky to be a part of over the last few years. And again, you know, they help families that are going through tough times and things like that. So that kind of 
inspired that song for me. Um, and you know, there's there's other songs on there like Beautiful Child, which is about my son. I had to, I was become a dad for the first time sort of nine months ago. So, well, um, congratulations! Oh, thank you very much. So again, that's a, that's from a very personal place. Um, and I suppose the, the, the song on there that really tells my story is, is Got a Thing for Swing, um, which, you know, I do mention Michael Bublé, I do mention Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and, um, you know, it's, it kind of really tells my connection to this, this type of music. So I guess, yeah, it really is, uh, you know, really is from the heart, that album. That's great, and, and I'm really happy for you. Um, I have to say, you sang with one of my favorite Canadians, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Yep, Mr. Robin Thicke, and I, ah. <laughs> I truly have been a longtime fan. Um, I was going to tell Jeff the story earlier, but I figured I'd save it for you because I actually um, I, I went to college about four hours away from home, and he was playing in my hometown, which is Philadelphia. And um, me and my best friend got there right at the window, like right at showtime. And the people in front of us got tickets, and when I walked up to the window, they were sold out. So I was oh. very sad. I, I didn't get to see no, sick. But um, <laughs> I, you got to, uh, you know, meet him and, and perform live with them. So I just wanted to ask how the I Pray Noir um, experience was mm-hmm. for you. Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, what a great evening. I mean, it's, um, yeah, something I was very proud to be a part of. And, and um, Robin was just fantastic. I mean, I... You know, he's, he's such a handsome dude, and you know there was a lot of people yes. there uh, rooting <laughs> for him. And uh, you know, he's 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 actually a he's like a rock star. I mean, he's the guy's yeah. got so much energy. Um, I think he's you know it's just infectious. The minute that he was up on stage, he's you know on top of a piano and and running around and and you know he's he's a real true performer. And uh, it was great. He was very nice. I didn't get to spend that much time with him actually because um, I was kind of on stage doing my my kind of full show literally right after him so we had to kind of de-kit and everything and uh, obviously there was you know a queue of screaming girls waiting to see him um <laughs> but uh no he was a lovely guy it was uh, it was a great opportunity and um yeah no, as i say it's uh, something i'll remember for a long time that's amazing Thanks. and i must say you you have some <laughs> you're really competing with him on the hair game because you both have a great set of hair <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to overtake him. I think uh, I don't know. I think I was getting close to having the, 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 the coolest. We call it a quiff in the UK. I don't know what you'd call it over here, but that's, what we, that's what we a quiff. That's what we call the uh, the fringe. The, the taller it gets, the bigger the quiff. Yeah. So uh, yeah. what do we call it, Jeff? Is, is it called like a pompadour? I don't know what we call oh, it. Pompadour, pompadour, or poof? Kind of yeah. Poof. Well, I think a poof. poof that sounds a lot more fun. I'm going to call it a poof. Yeah, poof is good. I like. I mean, Mark, you're talking to a guy here that's bothered and bald, so I don't know what they call it. I've got no hair. <laughs> okay, no worries, no worries. We're well, not missing much, don't worry. You can get out a lot quicker in the mornings than we can with these poos yeah, going on. absolutely. Very streamlined. My wife gets on me all the time about how, how quickly I should get ready. Um, yeah. Big question. I, I always want to ask this, and, and we don't get um, enough of your kind of artists on here to ask this question. How is it to sing in front of a full orchestra? Because, I mean, when you're playing with all these different instruments and, and strings and everything of that nature. It's got to be very precise. Uh, do you get overwhelmed? Does it make you nervous? Or do you feel you've got the song that perfect that when you're ready to do it, it just comes out? Do you know what? I think it's more of a... It's 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 an un, it's a really hard feeling to describe, quite honestly. Um, I mean, for me, it's a little different because I actually spend a lot of time 
um, in the studio beforehand. I actually do a lot of the arrangements and a lot of the kind of programming work that leads up to the day of, say, recording or performing with those songs. So for me, it's a bit of a double whammy. It's actually, it's the first time that I get to hear all of that work that's been done um, played by a live orchestra. So for me, it's, it's, it's lovely to kind of hear the fruits of your labour as such. Do you see what I mean? Even, sure. even from, a, from a production or a producer angle before, um, before I even sing. So for me, I have to take a moment sometimes if, if we're doing a rehearsal or something. The first take, I must admit, I never just kind of get up on stage and sing and walk off and think that's done. I literally just sit and, um, you know, the, the hairs on your arms go up. Um, it's just, it, it, I really can't describe the feeling. Um, when we recorded Strong, uh, we flew out to Europe to do the strings. Um, and I think there was 40 strings playing on that. And it was just, wow. honestly, you know, you just can't, you can't describe it. Being in a room with 40 strings more in a way, it's just, it, you know, it's, it's such a, an incredible feeling. So, no, it's uh, overwhelming, I suppose, is, is the, right, the right way to describe it. But it's a, in a very, very good way. It's, it's quite an emotional uh, experience. And, and how do you deal with that? Like, what are your personal strategies to cope? Um, well, I just kind of get on. You have to get on with the show. I mean, you've got people yeah. coming in, and um, <laughs> you know, you've got to kind of just uh, you've just got to kind of make the best of it. And you know, I think the thing is for me is I always try and speak to the musicians beforehand, and you know, make sure that um, everyone's got what they need to to kind of you know give what they can as well. I mean, it's it's important that. You know, people don't feel like they're just part one of 40. You know, everyone's important in that orchestra. So um, I, I try to spend a lot of time with the band, you know, um, getting to know them. And um, it depends. I mean, obviously, my, my touring band, I know very well. Now. You know, they're, they're like friends. But, um, you know, when you fly to Europe and you, you meet these this string ensembles, you know, you, you try and spend a little bit of time with them and um, go out for lunch with them. And, it, and it, they, they feel very comfortable. Um, so, yeah, I think that's just the, the best way to deal with it. It's just, uh, you know just hang out with them that's very cool um it really quickly it reminds me of um my two favorites <laughs> they're my personal favorites not so much just but uh bruce springsteen and lana del Rey. they they form such a relationship with their band that they can take right. requests from from the audience and and just play whatever the audience throws out um which leads me to my next question um your croon this tune series which is amazing i love it i just can watch one after the other and i'm still blown away um so well, how did you. that come kind. yeah how did that come about and is it is is it fun for you oh it's fantastic covers? it's one it's one of the most fun things that i do i love to do that um i mean the idea came around um a little while ago i mean obviously you know it's so important for new acts that that are upcoming to try and you know create content and keep people entertained and try and build their their fan base and everything so for me it was a no-brainer to actually you know do some cover songs as well but i didn't want to just you know sing along to a pre-made track or anything i wanted to try and do something at least to to kind of bring them into my world so um as much as you know i kind of thought you know do i do stuff from the american songbook which i'm which i may do at some point i thought you know what, to start off let's try and take some some random requests you know and we get stuff like uh, tennessee whiskey which is a, you know, a country song right the way through to uh bon jovi you know rock and uh we've had pop we've had stuff like bruno mars marry you you know and we've kind of croonified it in a way so um i guess it's, it's, it's just really fun to do really you know we, we we try and do as many as we can and um uh, we've got some coming up and then uh, last christmas we did a little series called christmas crooners 
which has some Christmas stuff like that. And then uh, obviously over the next few months, if anybody wants to, uh, you know, keep an eye on the Facebook page, there'll be a lot more of those kind of things coming up. It's just, uh, it's, it's great to do sort of in your downtime. I might have a couple of requests for you. <laughs> no problem. You send them through. <laughs> You send and if you want, <laughs> if no you problem. want to sing at my wedding, that's always an option too. It's March 9th of next year, so if you're in the states, that's always. <laughs> I will be there. Don't you worry. That's no problem. Oh well, sounds good. I would die. She's gonna fly. She's gonna fly out. <laughs> no <laughs> problem. So, so, you got the new album out, Strong, and I heard you're already working on another album. You already got the stuff lined up. What's What's next for you? I am working on a new album. Yeah, um, it's not. It's not a massive departure from the first album, but it's a little edgier. There are a couple of things that we're, you know, we're experimenting with, um, you know, some different treatment on some of the tracks. Like, you know, we, we've kind of brought in a little bit of the Motown feel, um, and, and mainly what we did with this 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 last this sort of next album is um, we changed things like the, the type of microphones that we use. So sonically, you know, strong. We we tried to use very modern microphones, very modern. Uh, very modern console to get that really clean kind of crisp sound is where this next album we've gone right the way back to kind of mics that we use in the 50s and 60s lots of ribbon mics so it's got a, a, a much more kind of authentic uh, kind of smoky sound um, in certain areas um, there's you know, lots of variation to go on there and um, certainly some some sort of uh, edgier songs that you know we're trying to see how far we can how far we can take the crooner so uh, it'll be interesting. I look forward to seeing how people uh, people react to it. <laughs> Very cool. Now you mentioned um, quickly. You mentioned the Motown sound, and I know here in the states is always about you know duplicating the the British sound or the UK sound. Over there, is it like you know, yeah. is there like an American sound? Like okay, let's try to duplicate the American sound. Like when you go to Motown, is that considered it, or is just it's just you know, it's just like an open form of music. No, I mean there are there are little obviously there are differences, but um, a lot of it is in you know guitar sounds and things like that is where you can kind of notice that there's a lot more um, of, of, a, of a difference between the, the kind of UK and the the American kind of production styles. But I mean this the way that we recorded certain songs is is more about the techniques to get like a Motown sound rather than it being influenced by you know an American sound or or anything like that we've kind of just made sure that you know we, we, we actually recorded it that way so we'd use one mic on the drum set which would give and you you, you pace it right the way back and, and that gives you that real authentic Motown you know it doesn't have it's not super super polished it's a lot more crunchy um, mm -hmm. so you get that kind of like real authentic vibe about it um, but no I mean obviously you know there's, there's lots of stuff that I'm influenced by the Americans as far as you know vocally musically um, and uh, I know that the uh, the US is obviously, you know, influenced by a lot of the the stuff that comes from the UK as well, like Ed yeah. Sheeran and you know Adele and these kind of acts. But for me, obviously, my genre of music that I'm that I'm interested in and that I grew up with, a lot of it was the American songbook. So a lot of the phrasing, a lot of the a lot of the inspiration really uh, really come from the US. Yeah. Do you think you'll add any covers in on this uh, new grittier Motown esque record? I will say we have recorded some. We have Ooh. recorded some, but uh, we're still deciding right. on things yet. But uh, we have recorded some. I won't tell you what they are just yet, but that <laughs> okay. should be good. <laughs> yeah, lead us right. Lead us a sense. Lead the people wanting more and, and hunting it down to find out what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that'd be great. I can't wait to get it finished. So are you stationed in Canada right now? At the moment, yes. Uh, I signed to um, uh, my label out here in Montreal, so um, I'm back and forth from the UK. So, uh, but, but at the moment, yes, I mean, I'm, I'm living in Montreal. We kind of consider that home at the moment. So it's, uh, it's great living here. We love it. And obviously, you know, it's great being a, a stone throw away from the U.S. as well. So um, hopefully next year, when, when we can get our, our sort of tour plan sorted for the U.S., um, it's yeah, a great yeah. place to be because, it's, you know, it's obviously right in the middle of, you know, say California and the U.K. We're sort of slap bang in the middle. So it's absolutely perfect. Yes, definitely let us know about the U.S. states. Um, but you do have a show in Montreal this weekend. Do you want to let our listeners know for anyone yeah, in that so, area? Uh, anyone's in Montreal, I'm in Place des Arts, the, uh, the Performing Arts Center in the middle of town. It's going to be uh, the last performance, actually, in Montreal for a little while. So I'm going to head home okay. uh, for Christmas and uh, start the sort of tour promotion in the UK. So, yeah, it'll be the last chance if you're in Montreal and you want to come down. It would be great. I think we've still got a few seats left, I think. Um, but yeah, that's Plasters are on that Saturday night. Very nice. That'd be awesome, man. Don't forget, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this out to you. If you got a pen and paper, when you make it to the U.S., do not forget Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, because we want to see you live because <laughs> we love it. <laughs> Don't you worry, man. I'll, I will put that on the list. I'll be there. Excellent. We are so no far away from from New York. It's just so so crazy there. It's uh, <laughs> a lot of traffic, a lot of times. So Philly's way. You know what? Here. It's the one. It's the one place. I can't believe it's so close, and yet I still haven't actually. Uh, I haven't made it down yet. It's it's been so busy over here. We've we've done we've done quite a few shows um, the last few weeks in Canada. So it's just been trying to find an opportunity to get over there. And obviously, you know, there's a lot of logistics and things like hotels. When, when you travel with a a ten piece band. Sure. It's difficult to um, to just kind of do one-offs. You know, you have to kind of plan these tours in. I mean, obviously, you know, we, we, we try and do as many as we can. But I can't wait to actually finally get all this tour planned and put together and uh, come down and see you guys. It'd be great. Yes. That'd definitely. be awesome. <laughs> we'll, give you the, we'll give you the Philadelphia experience from top to bottom. Oh, please do. <laughs> please do. I look forward to it. I'll hold you to it. So, uh, oh, absolutely. Um so here in the in the U.S., I don't know um, if it's quite the same in, in um, Canada or the U.K. We obviously we celebrate Thanksgiving, which is coming up yeah. on Thursday. Uh, we always like to ask this question of our guests this time of the year. Tell us one thing, Mark, that you're thankful for. There's the one thing you can come right out now and say, I'm thankful for blank. I'm thankful for my son. No. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. You can't, you know. There's, there's something about becoming a parent. I think that just changes your life. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's, 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 the most wonderful thing that you know ever happens. I think. So I'm very thankful for my son this year. And that's going to be so yeah. great having that those first holidays, you know, Christmas with them and everything. So, yeah, congratulations. So exciting. No, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's going to be a great Christmas, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. We, we look forward to this. It's my favorite holiday. Um, so for those of you who want to get to know more, uh, check out Mark on Instagram at Mark underscore Kingswood, K-I-N-G-S-W-O-O-D, spells like it sounds, Mark Kingswood, uh, and the website, www.markkingswood.com. The new album is called Strong. I'm telling you, check it out. The, what we've already heard is fantastic. Mark Great human being, excellent interview, very smart and confident. Seems like you're going to be off to great things. We can't 
thanks again for coming on. We'd like to invite you back again if that, if that works out for you. Absolutely. That would be a pleasure. And appreciate you having me on. Oh, Thank you so wow. much, Mark. Our pleasure for sure. No Mark worries. Kingswood, everybody, our very special guest tonight. And uh, we're going to let you go, Mark, and then we're going to come back with Shine On for our listeners. So have a great holiday, have a great evening, and thanks for showing up. No problem. I hope you enjoy it. Take care, everybody. See you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. 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 Man, we're we just we're not missing. Everybody that comes on this show is great. Jules got a little hand on her heart. My heart. Oh my goodness, how sweet is he? Great that person to match. An amazing awesome. voice. Yeah, yeah. And that's um, again one of the things that we love to present here. We we always wonder. Even though I don't, I don't know why, because we've always done good. We're always like, oh, I hope they're super nice, or, or I hope they're super fun, or, and you really don't know. But we have not missed. Mark is uh, again intelligent guy, has his finger on the pulse. Knows, again, another guy who knows what he wants, knows the path he wants to follow, and created the quick answers. What are you thankful for? My son didn't even hesitate because he knows. I know. Fun. I know. That's awesome. And his, and his music is great too. And uh, if you're listening, we don't want you to make you wait any longer. Let's get to more music. We've got one more song, and it's Mark Kingswood, uh, our very special guest who took time out of a very busy schedule to join us tonight. He's got tons of followers on Facebook and Instagram. He's popular. We're going to be hearing more from him. I just know it. You can tell by the sound of his voice. This one is called Shine On, 4 minutes and 15 seconds from the new album, Strong. This is Mark Kingswood. Check it out here on the You Show, and we'll be back shortly. I see it now, your silhouette against the moon. There's a secret thread from you to me That can't be undone I hold my breath and count to ten I need you now You're the lighthouse burning through the rain and you bail me out And when the sirens draw me close The storm clouds gather in like ghosts You make all the things I fear the most Just wash away Oh, baby, shine on I need your love to light my way Cause when I'm lost, you take me home So, baby, shine on I feel it now So keep on Down. Mm-hmm. I 
And when the style draws me close The storm clouds gathering like ghosts You make all the things I fear the most Just wash Special guest of the evening, Mr. Mark Kingswood, not Kingsford, that you claimed I said earlier. If I did, my gracious apologies, Mark <laughs> Kingsford, of course, is a charcoal sign that time of the year. Mark Kingswood, outstanding singer, great voice. I'm telling you, that's a guy who I think will be around for a while. Definitely worth it. Excellent music. Oh, yeah. The album is strong. And check him out at www.markkingswood.com. Dot com to learn more and check out more and he's already working on another album so we're going to more it's already to, uh... it's blowing up in the UK so I mean I feel like it gets big someplace and then it comes here and it just explodes so I'm so excited for once it's tour for him the UK is very loyal to their uh, artists I feel I mean I don't know yes. I've never lived there but they seem very loyal to their local artists I mean stuff comes out they jump on it which is great Mhm. I I want to go there so bad. It's like I'm a, I'm one for the bucket to. list. We all absolutely. We should plan a family trip and all go, Jeff. Like we need to go yes. and have a yo show episode there. Yes. Lilith. And, um, Mark. Man, Lilith there's a lot and, of us. Yeah. Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Even though he lives in that, I think New York is kind of like his permanent home now. I know, but he needs to come back <laughs> just for that show. <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm bringing that guy on the plane. He is a blast. Yes. <sighs> He's going to play at my wedding. I'm just so flipping excited. 
Stay on him about it. Make sure he don't forget you because he's excited. I, hey, I think my wedding is going to be a star-studded event. I mean, Mark agreed to it. Aaron Paul. Yeah. I'm trying to get Vita. I mean, come on now. It's going to be one for the ages. Somebody else said they would be at your wedding, too. I forget. Somebody else. Oh, yeah. We careful, had careful with Soldier. They'll bring the uh, yeah, control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Americana Crazy. folk. That's going to be an event. He's like, like special, like uh, People Magazine is going to be there covering that special wedding event. Mm-hmm. Age six. So, uh, <laughs> yes. So while we, uh, I know we talk about the Eagles, and I'm a big football fan, and I'm a Philly fan. I'm Philly tried and true. Uh, a little bit of a yeah, sympathy goes out to uh, Washington Redskins quarterback Alex Smith. Quick story, we've got to touch up on Smith. Um, had a severe leg break yesterday, actually broken in two places. The strange thing about this injury, which has him out obviously for the rest of the year, um, 33 years ago to the day that former Redskin Joe Theismann suffered his grueling, gruesome leg break. Um, Just, wow, 33 years to the day. And you want to hear some strange stuff real quick? So many similarities. The score of both of their games is exactly the same. 23-21. 23-21. They both suffered their leg break at the 40-yard line, and both of them were injured by three times the Defensive Player of the Year nominees, which crazy, crazy, the likeness. And Eisen, of course, uh, spoke up and wished Alex Smith well. We do, too. Hopefully it's not the end of his career. Real good sport, good gamesman, one of the true gentlemen of the sport. Jewel, ugh, when you get the chance, if you can, stomach can no, handle it. No. Yeah, my stomach cannot handle it. I do not like watching breaks. First of all, I don't. I said this before on the show. Don't like seeing people get hurt, especially athletes. Being an injured athlete that like ruined my <laughs> D1 career, I, I just I, I can't take it. I feel horrible for these people, and it's just yeah. gory. I I can't watch it. So I'm sorry. They said it, they Must said hurt. that the only thing. They, the only thing that kept his foot on his body was muscles and tendons. Like, it was broken, no bone, broken straight through. It's disgusting. Uh, but if, if you have the stomach for it, YouTube and Alex Smith injury, it's it's gross. And somebody actually put up a double whammy video of both of them side by side. So you watch the Smith one and the Theismann one. Oh, oh my no, God. No, thank you, ma'am. No, thank you. That's absolutely awful. So let's get out from the awful. Let's get to the good. What is coming up on the Yo Show, you might ask? Well, I wouldn't tell you. Wednesday, of course, we are off. It is Thanksgiving Eve, and we have decided to uh, party somehow. And Thursday, of course, is the holiday. So we're off Wednesday. We're coming back Monday, and we got some great guests. Monday, coming up, being that we're from Philly and a Philly show, we're going to bring back one of Philly's favorites that we all miss very much now that she's no longer a broadcaster here. The gorgeous, the amazing Misha Johnson is going to join us on Monday. I am beyond excited. I absolutely love her. She is so bubbly and full of spirit and full of motivation. She's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, motivational speeches and emotional motivational videos that she does now. And she's going to talk to us about her TV career and all that. So that's going to be great. That's Monday. Wednesday, as we mentioned, a little more British feel. It is the one and only Lilith from Lilith in the Night. She'll be joining us from the U.K. at 2 o'clock in the morning, dreading being with us and rather be in bed. No, I'm kidding. She's fantastic. <laughs> this is the uh, fourth, fourth time we have Lilith. Absolutely incredible. 
lots to talk about with her. New song coming out. We're going to talk to her about her dancing uh, career that she shares with her sister. So much. Very talented, lovely woman. That is Lilith. And then uh, the following Monday, which is December the 3rd, all but confirmed, it looks like we are going to be joined again by a beautiful actress and a lovely woman and one of the amazing people in my life that I love so much. Nancy Valen is going to be returning to our show. And just announced, just a few short moments ago, Jewel brings us to me, December 12th, singer, songwriter, another great musical talent, Kiyomi Hawley will be here on December 12th. That's Kiyomi Hawley, December 12th. More great music. So excited for it. We're going to take a day or two off from music. We'll sneak a little and never hear a new song. So we're doing it all here on the air show. Yes, and we, we have a few on the hook. We just have to uh, find the right dates and placements for them, but very exciting. Massive guests coming. I'm so excited. Um, I have to give a shout-out to Ashley Dubs, who works with Beatrice Kimmel, because she's helping us. She got us Kiyomi for the 12th, and she's working on some more acts to bring to your ears. So thank you, Ashley, and we appreciate you, and... Stay tuned, because good things are coming. Absolutely. Definitely great things are coming. Uh, so wonderful. And, yes, uh, thank you, Ashley, and welcome to our, our family, if you will, and bring us some great talent. Uh, we've got a lot of our people working with us as well. Uh, Michael Stover, of course, is, is uh, one of our longtime friends of the show. He's sending us some artists. We're going to work them in as well. We're getting busy, so we've got to start finding some dates for all this great talent. Uh, mm-hmm. A few minutes left before the show. A few minutes before the end of the show, I should say. So, as you said, Thursday being Thanksgiving, thank you for thankful for. I'm going to give a humongous thank you to Jewel Tatey and her timeless efforts and work today to bring us one hell of a show, an outstanding show. Um, I had so many commitments and so many things going on uh, today that I got so backed up, and Jewel just came to the rescue and saved it and made it great. So thank you very much to that, Jewel. And thank you for always sitting with me every Monday and Wednesday night. I absolutely love it. You know, I tried to trim her down <laughs> to one show a week, but I keep trying to get out, pulling me back in. Pull me back but in. But I love it. She tried That's going, what I'm here yeah, for. That's what happens. We try going one show a week. I wanted to go two shows a week. <laughs> we try getting alternate people to take Jules' place, and as evident, nope. nobody takes <laughs> Jules' place. No. Nope. Hey. 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 But I am hey. I'm thankful for you, too. I'm thankful for everything this year. You know, last year was a whole bunch of craziness for me and my family. And um, this year kind of calmed down. But I feel like I don't want to say it, knock on wood, because I'm the most superstitious person ever. But I feel like I'm Murphy's Law. (laughs) Like, nothing can ever go smoothly. So um, while I'm saying it, I'm thankful for, you know, happiness and health in my family. But (laughs) at the same time, my house was falling apart. So... (laughs) <laughs> I'm just trying to stay positive and be grateful for what I have and good things will come if we put good into the world, wouldn't you say? So thankful for everything, friends, family, of course, my yo show, my awesome mentor, colleague, partner in crime, Mr. Perini. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, to knock on wood, I was going to knock on wood, but I'm afraid I might actually slip and hit myself in the balls instead. Right? I mean, <laughs> this is just the luck. Wood and balls and knuckles. You know, I have to say something really quick. You know my married name is going to be Devlin. And you know what Devlin translates to? 
You have Double. any idea? Unlucky. Double. Unlucky. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, there's that. So. I but. think I smell a new nickname coming up next week. <laughs> no. 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 Unlucky Tatum. No, we won't. Oh, thank you. We're lucky to have you. Yeah, so. Uh, you know what Tatum means? My- Actually translates no. to. <laughs> I think I said this no. before. Big head. So I'm unlucky oh. big head. <laughs> it depends on who you are, because I think if I had a big head, I'd be pretty lucky. Yeah. Yeah. You're just not. You're not stepping into the Indian underwear tonight. You're killing me. Nope. Excuse me. I do my best work. Oh no. Glad to sad. Take it back now, y'all. <laughs> I tried doing that till I was disgraceful. Um, but yeah, thankful. <laughs> Just thankful, uh, of course, for my wife. I know she listens uh, like maybe one minute a year, so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> my wife and uh, my little dog, Henry, was in the studio sitting right at my lap. He just walked up and moved away a moment ago, so thank you for him and my family and my friends. We're hosts with the most of Jewel, Tatey, all our great guests, all our fantastic listeners. We are trying so hard to bring big things to you, and we're going to bring them to you because you people inspire us. We do it for you. Yes. Do it all for you. All for you. So you got a whole week to miss us. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, everybody. Drive safe. Drive careful. We're going to have a couple drinks at dinner. Don't be afraid to Uber or Lyft or anything of that nature. Be safe. Enjoy the great holiday. We'll be back to you next Monday night when we're joined by my heart, Misha Johnson. Can't stand so excited. I can't even say that. So, that is it for the night. For the amazing, the wonderful, the lovely hostess with the mostest jewel, big head, unlucky Tady, I am <laughs> Jeff the Shark Perry. <laughs> Reminding all of you to have a great holiday, and at the same time, don't be a douche. And, very important announcement, don't feed your dogs turkey. They can't handle it. I know from experience, my dog threw up turkeys. Don't give your dogs a turkey dinner this holiday and be nice to people even the crappy ones even the Especially on ones. black friday don't get into fights and just you know yes. find what you find and get out of there so be nice yeah real quick we got about a minute left i will be working black friday i will be on the roads about four or five o'clock in the morning no fights no crazy driving you know Spend the extra few dollars to get your loved ones a real gift instead of like, oh, Black Friday deal. I'm going to get a TV for 100 bucks. Get it for 200 bucks and save yourself a little bit of agony. And me agony. And agony. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for tonight <laughs> here on the show. Thank you for joining us and have a great, great holiday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>